Welcome into Devori Darkens Live. Now, this is a podcast that is recorded. Uh, you can watch this on my YouTube channel. We go live on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. It's very funny because I record these video podcasts and then we re-upload the clips to TikTok and other platforms. And I always get someone who says, what, what are you looking at? <laughs> and I'm looking at the people on TikTok. Okay. So I just always want to say this because sometimes people are confused or you think something's weird going on. There's nothing weird going on. My big audience is on TikTok. So I give them my attention. People on YouTube and Facebook, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to look at that camera. I'm not going to look at you. Okay. Doesn't mean you can't drop questions, doesn't mean you can't ask questions, and definitely doesn't mean you cannot like the live show right now. So, hey, hit the like button, okay? Hit the like button, double tap the screen for the people on TikTok. Also, uh, if you don't know this already, you can join our free community by going to the link in my bio. Uh, you'll also find it in the YouTube description. And in that community, I really drop a lot of more uh, insights and tips and even topics we talk about here on the show, uh, I actually uh, post there as well. Uh, so if you haven't become a member yet of that, you can. Now, what are we talking about today? What we're talking about today uh, would be the five major causes of failure. One of the biggest, this is the reason why I'm bringing this up today, just so you, you know why you should keep watching. I served 13 years in the military. So I've been to a lot of leadership training. Um, I was a leader myself. I was an E7 and then I was an officer. So I was in charge of people. And I also was an instructor. So I used to train people as well. Well, one of the best ways to learn what to do is to first learn what not to do. Right. That's one of the most effective ways to become a leader is to understand what not to do is to look at the leaders who fail and learn from their mistakes. So what I want to do today is put some attention on what you should not be doing. You've already heard plenty of my episodes uh, for people who have been watching for quite some time. I talk a lot about what you should be doing. But today we're going to talk about what you should not be doing. OK, the five major causes of your failure. And um, listen, I would write these down if I were you, okay? And check in with yourself periodically. Uh, make sure you're not making these mistakes, okay? Uh, and you're going to find, as I go through these, why this happens and why it stops you from achieving your goals. Listen, I know why you're listening. Number one, you want to win in your life, okay? You want to get better. You want to feel better about yourself. You want to accomplish great things. You want to have fulfillment, right? If we roll it all up, you want to achieve more success in your life. But the last thing you want to do is to attempt to achieve success and then sabotage it at the same time. No one wants to do that, right? But that's what happens to us because we don't have the right information. That's one. Number two, even if we have the right information, it's not organized in a way for you to have the confidence to, to take action on. So as I go through this today, we are going to intelligently deliver this to you 
And as the expectation is in all of the podcast episodes that I host, what's your responsibility in all this? To take action, okay? This is not about gathering more information. This is about you listening to what we're going to talk about today and then asking yourself, how can I take action on this today? How can you implement this into your life? That's where the true change is going to come from. That's how transformation takes place. And that's why we're here. So you know you want to succeed, but maybe you're not doing that. Maybe you're finding some obstacles. Maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe it's not going as fast as it should be in your mind. Well, let's take a look of the five major causes of failure. The five major causes of failure. Now, where I'm going to start first is my favorite one. And the one I'm going to save till the end is one you are going to love. Okay, but I'm going to start with the juicy one first. But the one in the end, you're going to want to pay attention to. Okay, the first one is a lack of decision making. Why do so many people lack decision making? Why do they struggle with decision making? Well, it's very simple. It's a simple explanation. When you were a child, did anybody teach you how to make a decision? Who made the decisions for you? Did you make the decisions or did your parents make the decisions? Huge difference. And I'm not talking about when you're a three-year-old, but I'm talking about, you know, when you get a little older, when you're six, you're seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, your parents should have been letting you make the decision. Why? Because that's the best time to learn. Because at that point, um, your mind is wide open and it will become a part of your personality. But when that doesn't happen, you become an adult and you struggle with making decisions because you didn't do it as a child. Now, this is exactly what's written in Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I'll just go right over to it. And you'll find uh, some of these that I'm going to go over today in the chapter called Organized Planning, Chapter 7. Okay. Um, and the way the subtitle is, it's the crystallization of desire into action. So how do you turn your goal uh, into action steps? That's what chapter seven is all about. But in that chapter, he gives us um, his list of the 30 major causes of failure. Now, on page 160, or excuse me, page one, where is it at? I think I'm missing it. Oh, here it is. Uh, page 188, that is. He says, a lack of a well-defined power of decision. People who succeed reach decisions quickly and change them, if at all, very slowly. People who fail to reach decisions, if at all, uh, they reach these decisions very slowly and they change them frequently and quickly. Indecision and procrastination are twin brothers. Where one is found, the other may usually be found also. Kill off this pair before they completely hogtie you to the treadmill of failure. And how do you fix that? Well, you go to chapter eight, which is the very next chapter in the book. And as I recommend my clients to do is just to read page 213 and 214. Because it's the understanding that's going to be the key to you taking action. When you don't understand something, more than likely you don't have the confidence to do anything about it. When you start to understand something, that's when you become emotionally involved. Now, remember, it's your emotions that control your behavior. Okay, so if you're not emotionally involved in something, you're not going to do anything about it. How do you become emotionally involved? It's through the concentration and repetition of whatever it is you're going to focus on. So if you focus on reading pages 213 and 214, chapter eight 
called decision and think and go rich, you will start to become emotionally involved in the idea that you can make quick decisions, that you're not seeking opinions. You'll just do what you want to do because it's what you want to do. You'll start making decisions for yourself. The problem in all education is they don't make sure that you understand how to apply what you're learning. They just give you the information. So how do you understand how to make a decision? You study it. That's how you learn anything. You don't learn something by memorizing it. You learn something by understanding, taking action on it. You look at the feedback. You go back, you make tweaks, then you do it again. And it's a repeating cycle. Okay? So that would be the solution on the first major cause of failure is a lack of decision. Now, let me at least explain why people still struggle with making decisions. And you may be going through this to yourself. I put a question here in my community where I asked uh, the members, I said, how long does it take you to make a decision? Seconds, hours, days, weeks, months? The quicker you can make a decision, the less likely procrastination will set in. As Napoleon Hill stated, all successful people have the habit of making decisions quickly. But how do you make a decision? Step number one, you have to know what you want. Step number two, you got to take immediate action on that. And step three, you repeat that every day until it becomes a habit. You see, a decision equals action. If you're not taking action, you did not make a decision. So if you're going to win in life, it's going to take the art of practicing. You got to practice this. You got to practice making quick decisions. And you can start by doing it with the little things. And just watch what happens. Now, where do you start? Why don't you start with your schedule? Are you waking up at the time that you really want to wake up at? Are you going to sleep at the time you really want to go to sleep at? That's a small little decision that you can make. All right. When you wake up, what are you doing exactly? Are you rushing or do you wake up early enough to give yourself time to start the day off in the right way? That's another decision. Are you eating out every day? Could you cook a meal? That's a decision. Could you take a walk, a jog, go to the gym? That's a decision. It's little things. It's little things. It's not big things. It's really little things that add up to success. So what is the first major cause of failure? It's a lack of decision making. If you don't know how to make decisions, you will always be seeking the approval and the opinions and of others. And the problem with that, uh, Napoleon Hill wrote on page 214, he says, the majority of people who fail to accumulate money sufficient for their needs are generally easily influenced by the opinions of others. They permit the newspapers, social media, their friends, their family to do their thinking for them. If you are influenced by the opinions of others, you will have no desire of your own. If you are influenced by opinions when you reach decisions, you will not succeed in any undertaking. You see, that's why I'm saying step number one in making a decision is you have to know what you want. What you want has nothing to do with another person's opinion. It's what you want. Okay. Then two, you got to take action on that immediately. You can't just sit there and wait. You got to move, right? Think about it. Science. The more you're moving into action, the more you're in flow, the more momentum you have. But if you don't move into action, you're not going to make anything happen, right? And that's why I always tell people, follow what feels good for you. 
If it feels good for you, just do it. Don't wait for someone to tell you, yes, you can do it. Just go do it. Some of you guys are supposed to be creating TikTok videos because I know I have some people who have their own business watching and you're over there delaying. Just move on it already. Do you understand how many people are, are needing what you have? You know how many people depend on someone like you? Like they need to hear what you have to say. This is why I do this every day. I don't care about the numbers. I know by showing up here every single day, this will at least change one person's life. Isn't that what this is all about? Isn't that what your life is all about? Doing the thing that you love to do, making an impact on other people, right? Your family, that ain't going to happen if you can't make a decision. Do not allow the opinions of others to be a part of your decision making. I think that's one of the best advices I could ever give someone. And there's others, but listen, I'd rather you make your own decision and be wrong and didn't listen to me than to sit there and depend on my opinion all the time. I, I, I don't like that. that that's because you're, that means you're not strengthening your decision making muscle, right? That's what you want to do. If you're going to win, you have to make quick decisions, bottom line. And when you don't, that's the first cause of your failure. Okay. Now. Number two, I talked about this yesterday. You have a lack of a definite purpose. What does that mean exactly? You don't know why you get up in the morning. Why You don't know what you're dedicating your, your life to. Okay, you have to have some type of purpose. You just can't be waking up in the morning winging it. Okay, a lack of a well-defined purpose in life. There is no hope of success for the person who does not have a central purpose or a definite goal at which to aim for. 98 out of every 100 of those who I have analyzed had no such aim. Perhaps this was the major cause of their failure. This is written on page 185 by Napoleon Hill. He says it very clearly. There is no hope of success for the person who does not have a central purpose. That's where it starts, ladies and gentlemen. That's where it starts. Listen, you go into any top organization, any successful sports team, any successful celebrity, actor, athlete, professional in any industry, and you will find a person who is living on purpose. They, it's big, there's something bigger for them at play. They're not just showing up just to show up. They're showing up because they love what they do. They have a mission, they have a passion, and they're going to do whatever it takes to live that. That's who you're going to find. I was. This is what I was saying yesterday. Elon Musk doesn't have to keep doing what he's been doing. You know why he's doing it? Because he has a purpose. He has a purpose that is emotionally driving him to do the things that he's doing. He's already the richest person. Why not just sit back and relax? Because that's not what winners do. They don't sit back and relax. They keep speeding up the older they get. You know, I often reference Judge Judy, Judge Judy, you know, what she kept doing until she's still doing it. I don't know if you guys watch her, but, you know, I like her shows. I think they're pretty funny. Um, but people her age would say, hey, you need to slow down. Why don't you just relax? <laughs> what do you want to relax for? Don't you want to go out doing exactly what you love to do? Right. I mean, that's not going to happen if you have no purpose. And by the way, we also spoke about this yesterday. 
you can always find a person who's serving their purpose and a person who is not. It's all about, based on energy. When you walk into the doctor's office, you know whether someone who's working there is serving their purpose or they're not. How do you know? Look at their attitude. When you speak to the doctor, you know he cares or she cares or she doesn't. You know that because you could tell how they will speak to you. You could tell how patient they, they are. You could tell how enthusiastic they are and interested in you. Those type of individu individuals, that's only a person who's living on purpose. Uh, most of the doctors are not acting up that way because this is in every walk of life, every industry. Most people are not doing what they want to do. Only a small select of people are. That's why it doesn't take much to see this. You'll, you'll always find this. So the message here, okay, what is the second major cause of your failure? Not living your purpose in life. Not doing the thing you, you love to do. If you're not doing the thing you love to do, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be motivated. You're not going to be inspired. Right? When you love what you do, it's a different energy. There is no shortage of energy behind that. But if you're doing something you don't love to do, and that's what's dominating your life, you're not going to be a very happy or fulfilled person. And that's not going to lead to the success that you want. Which is why it's in Think and Grow Rich. Now, what's the third major cause of failure? This is actually in a different book. Uh, and it's in The Power of Awareness. And that would be on page... 102. I'll read it to you. This is actually what I had studied all last year. The fact that it does not feel natural to you to be what you imagine yourself to be is the secret of your failure. Regardless of what you want, regardless of how faithfully and intelligently you think you are following the law, if you do not feel natural about what you want to be, you will not be it. For example, if it does not feel natural to you to get a better job, or to be successful in business, you won't be. I deal with this all the time with clients, and I see this in person when I meet people. I can always tell someone who does not believe. You can always tell because they have all the excuses on why they haven't done what they wanted to do. They don't believe. They don't, it doesn't feel natural for them to make that move. They, they don't feel like that person. Why do you guys think Muhammad Ali even before he was great, was saying that he was great. He had to be that person. He needed to train to be that person. He had to start acting like that person, even though the results weren't there. And in time, because he kept repeating it, what happened? Everybody considers him the greatest boxer of all time. Now, you can look on paper and argue other individuals, but that's his brand. That's, that's what he coined himself as. And he backed it up in the ring. Well, that's what you have to do. If you're gonna feel if you're gonna feel natural about who you want to be, you gotta start seeing yourself as that person. Okay, you gotta start talking to yourself as that person. You gotta make decisions like that person. Now, this all sounds great, and you've heard it a thousand times. So what are we really talking about here? Well, ask yourself this question: what's one thing that you need to do to move closer to your goal that you haven't done already? What's that one thing that you've been putting off? Okay. Now ask yourself this. What would your future self do? Would they keep delaying or would they move on it? 
You see, you have to make decisions from the place you want to be, not where you are today. Okay? You look at where you are today because you want to get clear on where you want to go. But once you're clear on where you want to go, you have to make decisions from there. You have to make decisions from there. It's like reverse engineering. Your decision making. That's what you're doing. Now, if I was going to make this very simple for you, the practical question to ask yourself, what is the what is the decision your future self would make? Think about that. What is the future or what is the decision your future self would make? That is the question. If you're going to feel natural about the person you want to be, you're going to have to make decisions like that person. You are going to have to start speaking to yourself like you are that person. This is what we do. This is nothing new now, okay? We've all done this in our minds. It's just that we're not really um, taught this at a younger age. So let me read this to you, okay? We're going back to the power of awareness. Look at this. Inner talking will always reveal the activities of your imagination, activities which are the causes of your circumstances of life. As a rule, you may be totally unaware of your own inner talking, and therefore you will see yourself not as the cause, but the victim of your circumstances. To consciously create new circumstances, you must consciously direct your inner speech and match that inner speech to your fulfilled desire. What that really means is whatever your goal is to be this year, you got to start talking as if you are that person already. You got to start saying things that are in alignment with that. You, you can't say my goal this year is to, to feel the healthiest I've ever felt and, and to have more energy. But then you keep saying, oh, I can't do that. I don't have time. I, I, I don't know how to work out this. this I, don't ha I don't know how this is going to happen. That's that you're contradicting what you're saying you want. See, if you were in your healthiest state and you had energy, you wouldn't be saying things like that. That's why when people come onto the podcast and they leave their comments, they'll ask questions and the questions will tell you what they've been focusing on. You see, when you start saying the words that you are struggling, you don't like this, you don't like that, um, this person did this, it says what you're focusing on. That's your inner talk. You have to change that. You got to change your inner talk to what you want to happen. As I wrap this up on this point, stop talking about what you don't want. Talk about what you do want. That's what winners do. That's what successful people do. You don't find a successful person sitting there complaining all day. You don't do that. You find a successful person saying, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm going to do. What else can I do? What else do I need to learn? What's the opportunity here? What's the solution? That's what they do. See, if you start to observe your inner speech, you will start to find the cause of your future actions. Inner speech will always reveal your state of consciousness from which you view the world. This is why it's very important to make your inner speech match your fulfilled desire, for your inner speech is manifested all around you in happenings. Think about it. 
some of you guys have um, your business. You were talking about it before you started it. You were thinking about it. That's what you're concentrating on. Then the business manifested. Then you started talking about clients that you wanted. They came about, right? Or even in your career. See, where does your results originate from? The outcomes that you're getting. Where do they exactly come from? They come from what you've been concentrating on. And if you haven't been concentrating on much of anything that is good, that's why the outcomes are what they are. All right. That's number three. What's number four? Number four, we'll go back to think and grow rich here. It's a lack of persistence. Now, this is a good one. And the reason why it's a good one is because I think this is the biggest weakness of today's society. There was a time 50 years ago, 100 years ago, that people understood the concept of stick with it. Follow through on this. Keep working it. It may take you five years. It may take you 10 years. It may take you 20 years, but you're not going to quit. Keep working it. Today, oh, people are like, if this doesn't work in one week, I'm finished. They have no persistence. They quit. They bail on their dreams at the first sign of resistance. That is a lack of having persistence in your life. That's not going to help you succeed. You see, you the person who never quits is the person who wins because of why. Winners never quit. This is why he writes, the lack of persistence. Most of us are good starters, but poor finishers of everything we begin. This is why I strongly believe in the quote, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Moreover, people are prone to give up at the first signs of defeat. There is no substitute for persistence. The person who makes persistence his watchword discovers that old man failure finally becomes tired and makes his departure. Failure cannot cope with persistence. So what's the opposite of failure is persistence. Right? Persistence will solve failure in your life because if you keep going, if you keep trying, you keep reiterating, you'll find what works. That's the part that people today seem to miss uh, is you're, you're not going to just hit it right off the bat. Like that doesn't most people, listen, do we always have some person out there who, as soon as they get into a new business or a new idea, they're just, they just launch off like a rocket. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's their journey. Your journey is different for some. If you're like me, a lot of this, you're learning for the very first time in your life. So you may not just launch off like a rocket from day one. You know, you got to you got to run some some test flights. You got to, you know, blow up a couple of rockets until you get it right. That's the analogy here. The more that you're willing to fail, in fact, uh, speaks to your willingness to succeed. Because if you don't fail, you're not going to learn anything. This is why I'm going over the five major causes of failure, because this is telling you what you can learn. It's telling you what not to do. And when I was in the military, that was one of the most powerful ways to train soldiers is to tell them what not to do. Here's what you should not do. Here are the mistakes you should avoid. It's easy to talk about what you should do, but what you should not do, I think is more powerful. Lack of persistence. 
Most of you are good starters but poor finishers. Moreover, people are prone to give up at the first signs of defeat. You have to understand this fact. There is no substitute for persistence. Never quitting, that's, that's what it is. Winners never quit. And quitters never win. So he dedicated a chapter to persistence, which would be chapter 9 on page 233. Or excuse me, actually, um, 229. Uh, he says that uh, the majority of people are ready to throw their arms and purposes overboard and give up at the first sign of opposition or misfortune. A few carry on despite all opposition until they attain their goal. This is why he writes this powerful quote. There may be no hero, hero connotation to the word persistence, but the quality is to the character of man what carbon is to steel. Now, if you guys don't know how steel is made, steel would not exist if there was no carbon in it. You will not succeed if you are not persistent. That's exactly what he's writing. Lack of persistence is one of the major causes of failure. Moreover, experience with thousands of people have proven that lack of persistence is a common weakness in the majority of people. It is a weakness which may be overcome by effort, but the ease in which you can overcome this lack of persistence will always come down to the intensity of your desire, which is why I talked about your purpose in life. You start dedicating yourself to something you love to do, you will become obsessed. You will have intensity of something you desire that you want to achieve. At that point, you're emotionally involved. That's, how, that's why I'm so persistent with this podcast, my content, what I do. I love what I'm doing. So I'm going to do it every day. And just because, you know, uh, some, my technology failed on me or I didn't get many views on this video or this didn't happen. I don't care about all that. I'm going to keep moving forward because I love this. So if you don't love what you're doing, I think you're going to have a hard time with persistence. See, the starting point of all achievement is desire. You got to keep this in your mind. Weak desires bring weak results, just as a small amount of fire makes a small amount of heat. If you find yourself lacking in persistence, this weakness may be overcome by building a stronger fire under your desires. Okay. Now, how do you build that desire? One, it's your purpose. And two, uh, it's what I was saying about how you feel about yourself. See, the more you concentrate on what you want, the more you start to obsess over it. You become emotionally involved. You become persistent. Uh, you'll start doing whatever's re required. The problem is, is you're not concentrating enough on it. Well, how much should I concentrate on it, Devori? As much as practically possible. You can't just think about your goal on Monday and then don't think about it again until two weeks later. That ain't going to happen. That's not going to lead to success. Not in today's world. There's too many distractions. So you have to take control of yourself and concentrate on what you want. You see, successful people, they also have this in common. They focus. They focus on whatever it is that they're doing, the main thing for them. They make the main thing the main thing. That's what they're focused on. They don't have 10 different main things. They have one main thing. And again, most people, they push back on that. But that's why they're not finding the success that they want. They don't have the persistence. 
Persistence is also what's required to develop habits in your life. All right. What's the last one? I told you the last one was juicy. <clears throat> the last one was juicy. It's being closed-minded. It's being closed-minded. You see, <clears throat> excuse me. When you are closed-minded, you are going to waste a lot of time. You are going to waste a lot of time. You're going to cost yourself a lot of money. And you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunities. And it doesn't have to be that way. But that's exactly what happens to all of us when we are closed-minded. Now, let me be clear on something. The only thing that you should be closed-minded with, and I'll read it to you because it's in chapter 9 on persistence. A mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences. This will include negative suggestions or opinions from your relatives, friends, and acquaintances. That's the only thing you should be closed-minded on. If it's not helping you get to your goal, that's what you should be closed-minded on. Everything else, you should have an open mind to. Doesn't mean you're going to do it, but you should be open-minded enough to look at it, consider it, work the idea. See the opportunity. But the only time we should be closed-minded in our lives, the only time you should be closed-minded in your life is when you should close your mind tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestions and opinions from your relatives, friends, and acquaintances. When someone starts talking negatively to you or about what you got going on, you got to tune that out. That goes back to making quick decisions. You can't make a decision if you're allowing negative opinions to control you. So close-minded. Why is that so important to understand? Well, in the chapter called Desire on page 65, he says there is a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. You're not ready for what you want until you believe you can acquire it. Your state of mind must be belief, not mere hope or wish. Why? Because open-mindedness is essential for belief. Closed minds do not inspire faith, courage, or belief. So if you're closed-minded, that's why you don't have faith. That's why there's no courage. That's why you don't believe in yourself. You're too closed-minded. You got to open that mind of yours to the ideas that would help you. So I give instructions on every single podcast. Some people are open-minded enough to follow them. And some are closed-minded. They say, I don't have time. You're being closed-minded. You have time just like everybody else. There's 24 hours in a day. You're telling me you don't have time to invest in your own well-being? People who say that, that's bullshit. They're closed-minded. That just shows that they don't have a desire to change. So when you come across people like that, don't take it personal. Understand where they are at their current level of consciousness. They don't have a burning desire. They're not at the point emotionally where they're ready to do whatever it takes. That's the price we all have to pay for our success. See, the price of your success is you becoming the person you need to be to get to where you want to go. And part of that is you have to believe in yourself. If you're going to believe, you got to have an open mind. If you don't have an open mind, you're going to fail. That's why it's one of the major causes of failure, being closed-minded. You have to be open-minded to a different way of thinking. You have to be. 
because you don't know what you don't know. Now let's go through this. What are the four levels of learning or the four levels of competency? It's one, unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know. That's majority of people in the world. They don't know what they don't know. All of us don't know what we don't know when it comes to any topic, right? As a man, I'm ignorant when it comes to women and what they have going on down there. I don't, I don't, I can't possibly understand that. So I'm going to be ignorant with that. I'm not a mechanic. I'm unconscious incompetent when it comes to fixing engines on a vehicle. I don't know what I don't know. Right? That's the first level. The second level is conscious incompetent. You know, but you don't do. And this is where most people are at. They don't know, but they don't do. Especially when it comes to goal setting and achieving and improving the quality of your life. Oh, you already know. You're just not doing it. You already know the little things you could be doing. Just haven't made a decision. Level number three is conscious competence. This is where you start doing what you, what you know. You got to make the decision every day. It takes effort. It takes commitment. It takes persistence. Usually it requires some level of accountability. You're emotionally involved. You're doing what you know. And then through the repetition of that, it leads to level four, which is you're an unconscious competent. You don't have to think about it anymore. You just do it. This is why you can get in your car and not think about how you got to the grocery store. You're an unconscious competent. You don't have to think about turning on the vehicle. You don't have to think about turning left, turning right, stopping and going. It's programmed into you already through repetition. You see, that's why the worst question you could be asking yourself is how long is this going to take? That's the wrong question. That's the wrong question. The right question is, is this what you really want? Because if it's something you truly want, then you'll move on it and you'll stay persistent and consistent and it'll, you will use repetition to develop the habits needed to get to where you want to go. Remember, no more effort is required to aim high in life, to demand abundance and prosperity than is required to accept misery and poverty. The choice is yours. You can demand abundance and prosperity from yourself by thinking like that person or you can just accept misery and poverty by thinking like that person. It's a choice. It really is. It's a choice. It's a daily choice. It's a decision. In fact, I would say it's a lifestyle. There is no shortage of opportunities out there for you. But those opportunities are not going to mean anything if you are finding yourself caught up in these five major causes of failure. Let's go through them again. Number one was what? A lack of decision making. You're too busy spending time considering the opinions of others. You're too busy overthinking it. Just move on it. Number two, a lack of purpose. Why are you waking up in the morning? What are you dedicating yourself to doing? you got to do the things that feel good for you. you got to do the things that you love to do. Well, Devor, you don't understand. How am I going to make money? Again, that's the wrong question. That's the wrong question. Let me, let me frame it this way. If you're only doing what you're doing only for money, it's not going to last. You've got to find yourself involved in something that's more than about the money. This what I'm doing is more about the money. It's not, or excuse me, it's not about the money. This is bigger than money. This is about you. This is what this is about. 
For me, this is about you. This is not about money. If it was, I wouldn't last because there's no passion in that. You got to do the thing you love to do. Number three, uh, you got to feel like that person. This is not faking it, by the way. This is practicing being that person. This is just making a decision to show up as that person. You know how you need to show up. You know the decisions you need to make. You know the actions you should be taking. You got to do that. You got to act from where you want to be. You got to make the decisions from where you want to be. Number four was a lack of persistence. No matter, I could give you all of these things, but I'll tell you what, the most, I, I think the most biggest, the biggest cause of failure on all these would be a lack of persistence. Because if you quit, you'll never win. That, that's for sure. Lack of persistence, that's just you understanding that you got to accept the belief in your heart that you're never going to quit, that you're going to show up and you're going to show out and you're going to do what you want and you could care less about another person's opinion and you're going to keep showing up day in and day out. And you know what happens when you're doing that? What are you telling God? What are you telling the universe? You're telling the universe that you deserve it, that you're serious. You're not playing games. And it's going to deliver to you exactly what you're doing. See, you could be persistent in quitting all the time. That's not going to get you anything. Right? You want to be persistent in making things happen. And I don't think that's going to happen if you're closed-minded, obviously, which is the last one. Number five. Closed minds do not inspire faith, courage, or belief. So if you're like, Devori, I don't feel confident. I'm not believing in myself. I, I just don't feel like I'm worthy enough. You close mind it. You got to open your mind. You got to accept the possibility that there's a different way of thinking that will help you get to, get to where you want to go. That, that's just what it is. See, um, let's see here. Hold on for a second. Here we go. This thing dropped off my desk. Wallace D. Waddles writes in The Science of Getting Rich, which is the science of success, really. Um, he said that you don't become successful by doing certain things. You become successful by doing things in a certain way. The certain way is what? Well, let's read it. Your way of doing things is the direct result of the way you think about things. First point here, the certain way is how you think. It's how you think about things. What's your perception? What is the story you're telling yourself every day? To do things in a way you want to do them. To achieve the success you want, you will have to acquire the ability to think the way you want to think. To think what you want to think is to think truth regardless of appearances. To think what you want to think is to think success regardless of failure. Think about that. Most people are thinking failure all the time. They're not thinking success. They're thinking about why they can't do it. It's a trained habit. You're doing this out of habit. You unconsciously think about why you can't do something. It's, you'll find this by writing out all your negative thoughts in one day. If you do that exercise of taking out a sheet of paper and every time you think negatively, write it down 
you'll see what I'm saying. Most of the time, you, you are programmed, okay, to see why you can't do something. All right, let's go back. That That's the negative voice in your head again. All right, you have to become aware of that, and you have to start doing what? You have to think what you want to think. This means to think your own truth regardless of appearances, to think success regardless of failure. This is why you become successful not by doing certain things. You become successful by doing things in a certain way. And why is this possible? Because you have the natural and inherent power to think what you want to think. But it requires far more effort to do so than it does to think the thoughts which are suggested by appearances. To think according to the appearances is easy. You see failure out there in your life, it's easy to focus on that. To think truth, regardless of appearances, is laborious and requires the expenditure of more power than any other work you will have to perform. You see, to see success, even though failure is sitting right there in front of you, that's a challenge. That takes concentration. That takes focus. That takes commitment. That takes attitude. Right? See, there is no labor from which most people will shrink as they do from that of sustained and consecutive thought. It is the hardest work in the world. This is especially true when the truth is contrary to appearances. So, you want to earn more money, but your bank account hasn't increased. You have a choice. Are you going to let the bank account control what you focus on, or are you going to focus on what you want? You already have proved to yourself what happens when you focus what's when, when you focus on your bank account and you think negatively about it. You've already proven to yourself what happens then or there. It never changes. So why don't you try doing something different? Why don't you do the opposite? Instead of focusing on what has happened, focus on what you want to happen. That's really what he's telling us here. You have to understand that every appearance in the visible world will tend to produce a corresponding thought in your mind. This can only be prevented by holding the thought of your own truth, holding the thought of success, holding the thought of the opportunity, holding the thought of what can you learn. But if you don't do that, failure is going to dominate your mind. So the five major causes of failure, it's all in the mind. And it happens to all of us because of ignorance. We don't know what we don't know. We were not taught this as children. And so we are learning this for the very first time. And when I say learning, I'm not talking about gathering more information. What is actual learning? You know what? Let's, let's go through this really quick. This is really good. This is really good. You're going to see why just picking up the book is not the answer for you. It's not the solution. Here we go. I have it in my journal here. Understand something. This is the way you're taught. You're taught to hear what someone's telling you. Then you gather the information and then that's it. Now you know. And, you, and you've been trained to think that because you know you will end up doing it. But that's not the case. So think of it. You go to school. You hear what the professor's telling you. You gather the information. You've memorized it. You know it. And so when you take the test, 
you recall your memory, you put the answers correctly, you pass the test. But that doesn't mean you go do it in your life, right? That doesn't mean you, you are actually doing it. And in majority of cases, you never do it. Now, the only fields that even get close to that would be if you become a doctor or a lawyer, they make you do it, right? They make you practice. But even that's not enough. You still need to step out and be your own doctor and be your own attorney to truly understand what it's going to take to be successful. Now, here's what you want to do instead. Instead of just hearing what I'm saying and gathering more information so you can walk away and say that you know, what you should be doing is this. you got to listen with your emotions. You listen with your emotions, your heart. And by listening with your emotions, you will step out and take action. You will start to learn. You learn by doing what? Taking action. It's the feedback from the action that creates the experiences that causes you to learn about what's right and what you and what's wrong. Hey, don't do this, but do this. See, we go to school and they don't even tell us how to learn. That's what I'm saying. Most people, we're trained to fail. We, we don't have the right information. We just don't. See, if you're really going to get something out of something, you have to be emotionally involved. And then you have to step out and take action on it. That's the only way you learn. That's the only way. There is no other way. Gathering the information is not learning. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Let's see what we got here. Let's get into some of your guys' questions. I want to talk about this. I want to hear from you guys today. What like contribute to the conversation today and what we discuss. What's your thoughts about this? What do you have to say for people who are also watching this? Put your answers in the comment section. So if you're going to come after me, what would you tell people about what you just learned today? If you had to turn around and tell people about what you just heard today, what would you say in your own words? Put that in the comment section. Okay, I want to I want to get I want to get your guys's point of view on this topic today. The five major causes of failure, lack of decision making, a lack of purpose, a lack of persistence, not feeling like that person and being closed minded. What's your perception of all this? And let's see here. Let me first address people on YouTube here. Uh, thank you, creatives, for joining. Uh, Arctic Fox, thanks for joining. Rebuilding after a divorce here, trying to figure out my new path. It's right there, my friend. Step number one, you got to find your purpose. What are you going to dedicate your life to? What is it that you love to do, Arctic Fox? I think that's an important question for you to discover first. And that will take you down the road to what goals you need to set for yourself, what your plan is going to be, things like that. All right, let's see. Uh, let me see here. There was a question. All right, let me back that up there. All right, here we go. Uh, hello, hello. Yes, I'm so grateful for your channel. I'm grateful that you listen. Appreciate you. 
Yesterday, woke up and scrolled on my phone. Today, I woke up and did a small hour workout and found you. I love that, Dallas. Thank you. How much is the Blueprint course? Uh, you can just go to the link in, in the bio and it will tell you all that information. Uh, I just arrived here. Thank you for sharing. What book are you reading from? Please share. Uh, did someone answer? Okay, perfect. What's your purpose with doing these lives? My purpose is to help you become successful. That's why I do these. I love seeing you succeed in your life. That's all I care about. I'm obsessed with that. Not everybody's obsessed with that. That's why it's my purpose. You got to find yours. What are you obsessed about? What is it that you love to do? Do more of that and your whole life will change. I get to wake up in the morning when I want to wake up, really. I get to do a coaching session first thing in the morning with, with, with the company. And then I do this podcast. Then I get on calls. Then I go to my community. And then I have more coaching sessions. I just do that every day. I do the thing that I love to do. Everything that I do is based on my purpose, helping people succeed. So I don't get tired. You know, I, I just... <laughs> That's why I'm doing what I'm doing, and that's why I'm so passionate, because if you're not doing what you love to do, I'm of the opinion you're not really living your life. I, I, you're not living life. Life is about doing what you want to do. Now, you're going to have to go through obstacles and challenges and failures to learn how to do that, because those experiences strengthen you and teach you more about yourself but the ultimate achievement in life is to do what you love to do that's ultimate freedom like freedom is being able to say you know what um today i'm gonna do this podcast because i want to freedom is like hey today i'm gonna help somebody through this problem because i want to like that's freedom if you're not able to say that when you wake up in the morning, this is what you should be working towards. Life is short enough as it is. You got to do the thing that you love to do. And if you do that, from that place, you will figure everything else out. Because I know in your mind, you're thinking, well, Devorah, you don't, you don't get it, man. How am I going to make money? That's why you won't live your purpose, because that's what you make it about. Money. You, you, listen, and when people say that, I know they haven't earned a lot of money. You know, and what is a lot of money, right? Because for some people, it's, it's different, right? But I'm telling you this right now. I've seen this with myself. I've seen it with my wife. I've seen it with my brother and, and a lot of other, other of my clients and people in general. Once you start earning a certain amount of money, it doesn't feel any different. People think, if I earn a lot of money, then I will be a different person. No, you won't. You will be the same person. You have to understand the concept of earning money to even begin with if you're going to change your money situation. Money just doesn't fall out of the sky. It happens as an, ex as an exchange of a service or a product. Meaning you're solving a problem for people. Okay, let's go to the law of compensation. What is it decrees? It decrees that the amount of money you earn is based on three things. The need for what you do, 
your ability to do it, and the difficulty there is in replacing you. The need for a large organization to have a CEO, let's say McDonald's, what's the need for them to have a CEO who can get people together and make things happen? Huge need. What about their ability to do it? Not everybody can just become the CEO of McDonald's. They got to have somebody who knows what they are doing. And the difficulty there is in replacing them. You think you could just pluck someone off the street and become the CEO of McDonald's? Absolutely not. That's why the CEO makes that amount of money. That's why athletes make the money they make. That's why uh, actors make the money that they make. Musicians make the money that they make. Why? The need for what they do, their ability to do it, and the difficulty there is in replacing them. You're not just going to go find another LeBron James. You're not just going to go find another Beyonce. Doesn't work that way. So what should you be focusing your attention on? If you want to earn more money, get better at what you do. Become more valuable. You should, you should become so good at what you do, people just want to throw the money at you. Doesn't matter what it is. Whether you're in a career, you should become so, you should become so good at what you do that you've got other companies trying to reach out and hire you. Because that means you have the upper hand. You have the advantage. You have leverage. So you can demand to be paid more money. But see, that's not the mindset of people today. They want to get paid the money without doing anything. And that, ladies and gentlemen, Napoleon Hill said it as well. If you're not willing to get paid for more than what you're doing, you'll never get paid more than what you're doing. Meaning, if you're not willing to get paid, or excuse me, if you're not willing to do more than you're getting paid for right now, then you'll never make more money than what you're doing. Just think about that. If you're not willing to put in the work right now and not get paid for a bit for that, then you'll never make the money to a point where you're barely doing anything, but you're making a lot of money. That's why when people, they see successful people, they're making this money and they're like, all oh, those people, they don't do anything. It's like, no, you don't understand. They've already paid the price for that. They were doing a lot of work without getting paid at a point in time in their life. So I know I went down a tangent on that, but. It all comes back to the source of doing what it is that you love to do. That's where you're going to find the best version of yourself. You're not going to find it doing something you don't love to do. The best version of you is getting caught up in what you really love to do. That solves a problem for other people. What are some practical and creative ways to focus on what we want? Vision boards, what else? Well, to truly focus is to concentrate on one thing at a time. That's what you do. You just practice it. Excuse me. So, for example, one thing, one thing that I practice doing is, so like right now, I'm doing this podcast, right? I got a lot of things to do today, but I'm not thinking about any of them. I'm just thinking about this podcast. That's it. And when I'm finished with the podcast, then I'll focus on the next thing. Then after I'm done with that, then I'll focus on the next thing. I don't get ahead of myself. And you want to learn how to focus, I would start doing that. I would li live, your, live your life one hour at a time. One hour at a time. I first discovered this when I was in the military. Live your life one hour at a time. Just focus on what you should be doing for the next 60 minutes. Nothing else. That's a practical thing that anybody can do. What does it mean to be closed-minded? 
uh, it means that the first answer to your mind about a new idea is no. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and Cali, everyone's saying eggs are expensive. I say eggs are $16.99 while I'm rich. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. Um, insight without action is useless. I'm trying to learn. Exactly. How do you listen with your emotions? You concentrate on what you're, on what you're listening to. You concentrate on it. You, you get into the spirit of what you're, what you're learning. Like you become interested in it. That's how you're going to get emotion involved. All right. You got to focus on it. And you'll start listening with your emotions. What you're really doing is you're listening with your subconscious mind. That's why you end up stepping out and taking action. Remember, there's two parts to your mind. Part number one is the conscious mind. There's no emotions there. It's just thoughts. The second part is the subconscious mind. This is where your emotions are located. It's the subconscious mind that controls what you do. So if you're not emotionally involved, you're not going to do it. This is why consciously you can say, oh, I believe I'm going to do X. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But then you never do it. Why? Because you never got emotionally involved in it. There was no desire there. I was a stay-at-home mom, and I found it hard to find a purpose after my kid went off to school. I'm just tuning in. Or off to school. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, for you've been living a certain life for, um, what, at least 18 years. So you got to get out there and explore. You got to be curious. For, for, for a person who hasn't done anything in their life, let's say they've only done one thing and they don't know what they love to do, the best thing to do is to become a very curious person and to go try things that stand out to you. So let's say for you, let's say, um, let's say um, after school programs for little kids, if that stands out to you, go do it. You know, hiking and camping, that stands out to you, go do it. You got to be curious. If you're curious, that means you're open-minded, and that means you will discover what it is that you love to do. But you won't discover it if you keep sitting in your house. That's not going to work. I just tuned in and believe what you are saying is so true. Thank you. Let's see. What do the tattoos on your right arm mean? It's my mother. So it has her birth date and the day that she passed away. I have a limited time to accomplish a goal and I concentrate on this too much. How to make a shift? Why do you have limited time? Where's the limit? Where's that idea coming from? That that would be my first question. Why do you why do you think you have limited time to accomplish a goal? Where is that coming from? You can answer that question. Um, you can make a shift. Oh, let's see, you kept cutting out. Hmm. I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, we know what and how to, but we struggle with taking action. Well, listen, you don't know how to do it. 
if you knew how, you would do it. You don't know how. See, that's what I'm saying. The words of the English language has been misused, and most people don't understand it. So look at it this way. You know you should wake up early in the morning. And if you knew how to actually wake up in the morning, you would do it. How do you wake up early in the morning? You understand the concept of decision making. So I wouldn't even go to the level and saying people know how. I don't think people know how because they don't understand the mind. So they don't know how. The how is in the mind, the way you think, understanding your subconscious mind, understanding if you're going to make a decision and do something different, you have to be emotionally involved. You're not going to do it just just because. You're going to do it because you emotionally want something or you emotionally want to avoid something. Either way, you have to be emotional. Most people don't know that. Tips on learning and study methods. Very easy, actually. I think the most powerful study method is definitely repetition, of course. But repetition of one idea at a time. So, like I told you guys, I read this almost every day last year. Page 102 of Power of Awareness. Let's see if you guys can see that. Right up here. This first paragraph. And I read it almost every day. I have a book holder for the book. That's what I did. That's what you should do. It's like Bruce Lee says. He doesn't fear the person who's practiced a thousand moves one time. He fears the man who's practiced one move a thousand times. Let's see here. Money I have left before I have to go back to work. You're, you're still not specifying. Well, listen, here's the bottom line. You're, you're focused on what you don't want. You don't want the time to run out. That's all you're thinking about. You're not thinking about what you want to happen. What is it that you want to happen? Put that in the comment section. What do you want to happen? Describe that and focus on that. Stop focusing on what you don't want. Uh, let's see here. I think that may be your phone because... Um, I don't hear anybody else saying that, so sorry about that, but, well, not sorry, but, you know, that's technology for you. Uh, let's see here. How long have you been learning all that you you are teaching us at the moment? Yeah, it's been uh, definitely four years now um, and some change, uh, but this is really coming from my life experience. Can you... Extrapolate on that matter. What do you mean by trauma? Oh, you're going back to what he said. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just address that really quick. Um, the mind has two parts. Okay. You have the first part, which is your conscious mind. Let me show you. Because I just went through this, but I'll show it to you. This is called the stick person. 
Okay. It represents your mind and the way that it works. Okay. Now don't freak out because it looks weird, but that's on purpose. So you have this circle at the top here, which is your mind. The top half is the conscious mind. The bottom half is the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind controls the body. It controls the body. The body does not control the mind. The mind controls the body. The mind sends the signals through your brain. Your brain is an electronic switching station. That information is translated through your brain into the nervous system, into your muscles, the organs, and everything else in your body. The mind controls the body. Okay? Now, these little antennas up here that you see, these are your physical senses. You see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. The problem we have is we allow what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch to control what we think about in our conscious mind. So whatever dominates our conscious mind will end up being impressed upon the subconscious mind. And once it is, the subconscious mind will execute it by that which would, would which what that means is your behavior will match whatever was impressed upon the subconscious mind. So let's look at it this way. You see the negative bank account. You're not making the money you want to make. You see that. So then you concentrate on it. And that's what you think about every day. I don't have the money I don't want. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. I don't have any money. That's all you think. Well, what happens is you start to become emotionally involved and it goes into the subconscious mind. Once it's in the subconscious mind, it alters your behavior. Your behavior will be someone who does not know how to earn money. You will make bad financial decisions. You will shy away from earning more money. You will sabotage yourself. And then it will repeat again. You'll see that your money hasn't increased. You'll focus on it again. You'll internalize it. You'll behave that way. You'll get the results. It goes like this. It's a never ending cycle of doom, so to speak. So what you have to do is stop using your physical senses and you got to start using what's in your conscious mind known as your imagination and you got to see what it is that you want. And by seeing that every day and focusing on it, it's going to go into the subconscious mind and that will alter your behavior. So for example, um, Wesley Falls was talking about how he, um, he has limited time to accomplish a goal. Let's go back to it. This is what he's thinking about, right? This is his conscious mind right here. He's thinking, I have limited time to accomplish a goal. This is a problem. That's what he's focusing on in his conscious mind. So because he's focusing on that in the subconscious mind where the emotions are at, what happens? He becomes scared. That's the emotion that happens when you have doubt and worry in the conscious mind. Doubt and worry in your conscious mind causes you to have fear in your subconscious mind. That fear will lead to self-sabotaging behavior, anxiety, procrastination, depression. And that will lead to the results he doesn't want. So my instructions to him was to stop looking. Remember, see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. Stop looking at the clock. Stop looking at how much time and focus on what you want in your conscious mind. That's always the solution. The solution starts with thought, not the result. Starts with thought first. Everything starts with thought. How did someone create this microphone? How did somebody create the phone? How did somebody create 
the software that we're using. It started with the thought. They concentrated on what they needed to do to pull it off. How do we go out there and create this iPhone? How let's see it in our minds first, right? That's what they're doing. All right. Let's see here. So if I think I'm going to fall, then I will fall indeed because I focus on falling. Uh, in a literal way, not necessarily because you're not going to really focus on falling. Like the average person isn't focused on that. But yes, that would happen. If, th if that's all you thought about, that you're going to trip over something and fall, you would eventually do that. Why? Because you're not relaxed. You're, now you're going to put yourself in a state of anxiety. And you're going to be walking on eggshells. Which means you're bound to trip over something. All right. I think we, we got through all the questions. I think we got through all the questions. So, listen. Let's recap what we talked about today. We talked about the five major causes of failure. Why is that so important for you to understand? When I served in the military, the best way we learned is through failure. We first learned what not to do. So these five major causes of failure, they're telling you what not to do. That's what they're doing. All right, let me just um, respond back to this comment here. Okay, they are telling you what not to do. So what should you not do? Actually, hold on, let me go back to it here. Number one, you have to stop delaying your decision-making. A lack of decision-making is one of the major causes of failure. Decision equals action. You have to act. You can't just sit there and think something's going to fall out of the sky for you. You got to move on whatever your idea is. And you don't need approval. You don't need permission. Okay. You don't need more information. You already know what you want. Just go do it. The second thing is a lack of purpose. Why are you waking up in the morning? What are you dedicating your life to? You should be dedicating your life to doing the thing that you love to do. What gets you up in the morning? What energizes you? Number three. If you're not feeling, if you're not feeling like the person you want to be, you're not going to become that person. Excuse me. So you got to practice being that person. You got to show up as the person you want to be today. This is what all successful people do. This is what actors have to do. They get the script. And what do they do? They start practicing the script every day. They start living like that person. So then when they get into actually filming the movie, it's natural. Well, that's what you have to do. 
You are the director and the actor in your own movie. The question is, are you thinking from that place? Right? Or are you acting like the uh, second in a movie, an extra in a movie, right? We don't really see them on the screen. Number four is a lack of persistence. Winners never quit and quitters never win. That's the bottom line to that. Number five is a closed mind. The only thing you should be closed-minded to is negative influences and suggestions from who? Your friends, your family, social media, colleagues, acquaintances. Because if you allow their opinions to be a part of your decision-making, you'll be finished before you start. So those are the five major causes of failure. All right. I'll answer two more questions and then we'll end this. What other life experience do you have that made you come to these conclusions in life? These are not my ideas, by the way. These ideas are coming from Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich. Okay. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. These ideas come from Bob Proctor. Um, Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. Okay. Uh, the Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Uh, what else? Plenty of, plenty of other people. So these are not my opinions. They're not my ideas. I'm just a person that's really talented at delivering these ideas and teaching them to people. And I live by these ideas. If I didn't, I wouldn't be able to teach it. So once you start understanding yourself and learning about you, you'll understand other people automatically because we're all the same. How do you reprogram your subconscious mind? Because I'm always negative. I would highly recommend you go back and watch. I think it was yesterday's podcast, actually. Was it yesterday? Let's see here. No, it was the day before yesterday, January 11th. So if you go over to the YouTube channel and you watch January 11th, you will get your answer. Okay. Uh, it's an hour and 30 minutes. I did a podcast on it. Yeah. I'd, I'd actually go back even to, I'd also watched the one from January 5th called how to win the mental game in your head. Uh, I would, I would watch that one too. People love that one. I got a lot of feedback on that one. Yep. So there you go. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for coming out today and listening to me, the Devore Darkens Live podcast, uh, all about helping you become successful in your life. Yes, this was recorded. You can go back and watch this on the YouTube channel. How do you get there? You go to the link in my bio, you hit the YouTube icon, takes you right to the page where all of my podcast episodes are located. Also, if you haven't joined the community, join the community. You can get more access to me. Uh, you can get more tips and techniques to help you become successful. Uh, you can do that by, again, going to the link in my bio or the YouTube description. Uh, any of the books that I referenced today, they're also in my YouTube description as well. Uh, so you can get them there. All right. Here's where we're going to end it. What action will you take based off what we talked about today? That's the question you should answer for yourself. What action are you going to take based on what you learned today? Take that action.
Thank you guys. Take care and have a great weekend.